this documentary, you will hear the testimonies, anecdotes and life stories of quite a few key players in what is a Scottish institution, the Scottish Sixties Trial. First we will hear from Jim McComb, one of the founding fathers of the Scottish Sixties Trial. The Edinburgh District Motor Club has organised the Scottish Six Days Trial since 1911. The trial is considered to be the finest event of its kind. Every year it attracts 300 competitors from all over the world. Why do they come? The Scottish, as it is known, has access to the finest and best trials areas in Loch Haber and around Fort William area. Each day, the clerk of the course lays out 30 sections to be conquered covering some 140 miles each day for six days. During the course of the event, the competitors also enjoy the finest scenery in Scotland, which gives them memories which last forever. On Saturday night, the final night, everyone gathers in Fort William for the presentation of the awards. Next, we're going to hear from Kevin about how the grounder was laid to start this event, how the event itself is managed, and all the effort put in by unpaid enthusiasts that return year after year. I was first introduced to the Edinburgh District Motor Club in 28 Nelson Street in 1961. Tommy Melville, at that time Secretary of the SSDT, invited me to help with admin as soon as he ascertained I could read and write. A couple of years later, with all my knowledge of writing the trial still coming from talk in the club rooms, Tommy told me we were going to visit Lockheed Path, which I was excited to get a real view of the action. When we got out of the car, everyone else went to the boot of the car to get out their boots or Wellingtons and waterproof gear and I remained dressed in my city suit and shoes to climb the very high, steep and muddy hill. It was one of my first lessons about the SSDT and one I never forgot. In the early years, I did the results, one of the most boring jobs in the world. Two local bank staff were employed to help. They had a piece of huge squared one, papery. Two, I called out all five, the results from the seven, observer's book and they filled one, in the scores, eight, e.g. 121, three, 5, 1893, etc. Can you imagine reading out 15 books for Lockheed path for 250 odd riders. I still dream about it. At the end of the day, the two staff totaled all the scores, checked the results with each other and we had the riders' total scores for the day. Computers certainly speeded up that process. In 1969, Tommy Melville retired. I accepted the post of secretary, one of the best decisions I have ever made, and in my first trial in 1970 was an amazing experience. I was worried, of course, but it went off well, being won by McAndrews. JSSDT brings different memories in 19. I saw a young Swedish girl deeply upset because she could not go to the awards presentation to see her boyfriend receive his award. She had not brought her shoes with her, only Wellingtons and boots. I told her not to worry, that it was in fact a, an old Scottish custom to go to your first presentation without shoes. She went in socks and thoroughly enjoyed herself. Every year I was secretary, I had obstacles to overcome, but they have been so full of humour and fun. Being secretary to the finest trial in the world is one of the best jobs or hobbies in the world, since all the people involved in the management and organisation have full-time jobs to cope with as well. During my time as secretary, I was accountant and office manager at Forth Roadbridge. It takes about 10 months of the year to organise the event, so we get a couple of months to recover afterwards before beginning again. I was always glad to have an excellent committee to work with, since there are so many decisions to be made each year. Each trial is different 
different as challenges appear and have to be dealt with. When the first man leads off on the Monday morning, however, everyone involved feels it was well worth the effort. In 1984, the club organised the Scottish Pre-65 trial, which soon became one of the finest Pre-65 events in the calendar. It is run on the weekend before the SSDT and, as most of you will know, is extremely popular. great insight there into the dedication it takes to run an international event in your spare time. I'm sure we could all admire the effort put in. Next we'll hear from Brenda, one of the people at the forefront of the trial, standing on the hills, marking the riders and gentle anecdotes and funnies about engaging yourself something of this immensity. I would like to tell you a little bit about the involvement over the years in a motorcycle event called the Scottish Sixties Trial, or is it known as the SSDT. My first contact with SSDT was when I was very young, probably about 9 or 10 years old, and my father became the assistant secretary of the trial. After my father had been going to the trial for a few years, he eventually invited me to go with him to Fort William, which is where the Scottish is based. Although I was too young to actually help, I spent the day with some of my experienced officials, which gave me an idea of what the trial was about. On one occasion, while walking across the boggy moorland with a friend of my father's, I was continually getting stuck, so he suggested I step in the same places as him, as he could tell the soft bog from the harder ground. Sounded like a good idea except he was six foot six and I was about five feet tall. Following his footsteps was impossible. I avoided the moors for a while after that. Most officials at the trial are what are known as observers. The trial is about motorcycles following a marked route on an off-road with a set time. The average speed being low. The event is not a race. On the route are what is called observe sections. The rider must attempt to ride over without putting their feet down, even though they are riding specialised bikes built specially for their sport. Their skills are incredible. Eventually, after a few years, I started observing, going out with an experienced team to learn the ins and outs of observing. Most teams are of four people, so new observers can easily be incorporated into a team to learn. Observing can mean a long day, as there are roughly 280 bikes at an average of one a minute, and you have to be there before the first competitor and leave after the last. That is why there is a time limit for the riders, and obviously being based in Fort William, the weather in May is changeable to say the least. Somehow, however, the trial seems to get into the blood, and people, both riders and officials, keep coming back year after year. After a number of years observing, I joined the organising committee as a chief marshal, whose function is to make sure the 60 or so observers know where they are going on a particular day, and what time they should leave the hotel and arrive at the observed section. Quite a daunting task, but the observers are usually very keen and consequently there are few problems. The first observer crews usually have to leave by 6.30 so it means early rises all week. Early rises are an intrinsic part of the trial. This very often late nights as well. I really enjoyed the job despite early rises. After 15 years I decided to change to route marker. Believe it or not, the route marker actually gets up at 5am and marks the part of the route that can are on public roads. When the bikes leave the road and run along tracks and moors, these are 
marked by motorcyclists with flags. We have to leave so early in case we come across a surmountable problem with the route, yet still have time to take action to keep the trial running for that day. In the five or six years I've been doing this, only once we've had to change the route, and this was due to immense amount of rain overnight. The Eliriser is actually part of the many reasons for helping to run this unique event, and it is well known that time the best part of the day, and I can vouch for that without a doubt. And that concludes our documentary today. It just remains to say thank you to James McComb, who has been involved in the Scottish 60s trial since the early 60s, when he became assistant to then Secretary Tommy Melville. Perhaps he did not get involved in the next trader because of his administration skills and his connection with the Edinburgh and District Motor Club, which has always organised a trial. He took over Secretary in 1970 and used this opportunity of quarter century marking the return from his full time job as office manager with the four Coopers to use a snapshot of the trial. In 1984, for his involvement with the Scottish Sixty Trail, Jim Woods awarded the Jim Clark Memorial Trophy for services to Motorsport. His unique knowledge of the organisation as well as personality of this, the most difficult trail in the world, he well pushed to produce this tribute to the Scottish. We would also like to say thank you to Brenda and Kevin for their great insight into what it takes to make a trail happen. Production, editing, mixing, mastering, done by Kyle McCall. An author's note. I would like to end in keeping with the Highland theme with a poem by Robert Burns, My Heart is in the Highlands. Farewell to the Highlands, farewell to the North, the birthplace of valour, the country of worth. Wherever I wander, wherever I rove, the hills of the Highlands, forever I love. My heart's in the Highlands, my heart is not here. My heart's in the Highlands, a chasing the deer. A chasing the wild deer and following the roe, my heart's in the Highlands wherever I go. Farewell to the mountains, high covered with snow. Farewell to the straths and the green valleys below. Farewell to the forests and the wild hanging woods. Farewell to the torrents and the wild pouring floods. My heart's in the highlands, my heart is not here. My heart's in the highlands, I'm chasing the deer. I'm chasing the wild deer, I'm following the road. My heart's in the highlands.